This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here we go. It's our number three of the GBAC Nation on 105.3 The Fan. And we're about to talk some Cowboys here with you as uh, joining us now, one of our favorite guests, John Owning Pro Football Focus here on uh, home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. Top 10 with Woolchucks coming up in 20 minutes. Uh, John, good afternoon to you. How the heck are you? Cannot complain. It's a nice day out here in Northern California. How you all doing? We're doing wonderful. Uh, are you in Niner country? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Which is why I was cheering hard for the Chiefs to win. Thankfully, they came out on top. <laughs> so I didn't have to hear it from every person in my life. <laughs> so you're surrounded by them, are you? Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. What's the reaction to, to why it went wrong? Shanahan, Purdy, who's getting the majority of the blame? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I can see it both ways, honestly. The Shanahan thing, the whole thing that makes sense to me that I agree with like what everybody else is saying is you can't let Mahomes go second. You can't let a, touch, a Mahomes touchdown win the game. And I feel like they should have went for it on fourth down to because of that fact because you don't want to let Mahomes get the ball and be able to seven points wins the game so i guess i would put it on shanahan's shoulders mostly do you think steve wilkes is a scapegoat i do not i actually have been hearing about steve wilkes and shanahan kind of not really getting along well throughout the season um one of my good friends is kyle posey who runs the 49ers SB nation and he was talking he was talking about all the time how there was a lot of friction between the two so i was i was kind of expecting it if they lost that steve wilkes would be fired so I was not surprised, but I can understand that it does not look good right after he held Mahomes to what was it, 19 points in regulation, and then you fire him. That doesn't really look good, but I think it was more due to how the defense performed throughout the season and how there was just friction and different philosophies between the two. John, what do you make of the Mike Zimmer hire? I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan, especially schematically. Obviously, the things we don't know are the things that Dan Quinn did the best is the people stuff. He was really good at a person-to-person point of view, and I'm not really not really sure how Zim will fit in that point of view. But from the scheme perspective, I'm super excited. I mean, I'll go from front to back, from the fronts and the coverage. Uh, front-wise, I'm really excited. He's going to bring back the over fronts. With Quinn, we were mostly, when we were uh, four down, we were running mostly under fronts where the three technique aligns opposite of the tight end. And then when we were in odd, we played mostly a lot of bear stuff. And you saw some double legal stuff with some double three technique. But what I really like about the overfront for this Cowboys defense, especially the struggle against the run, is it makes you a lot more solidified against strong side runs because when you have the three technique to the strong side and you have that one technique on the backside, it covers up the Mike linebacker a little bit more. So yep. he has a little bit more freedom to scrape and make plays. And you have more players to that strong side to the tight end spot. You know, in the past, when you saw the Cowboys, when you play under front, it's kind of more of a pass rush front because you can create one-on-ones with the three technique and the backside defensive end. It's a little bit harder uh, in over front to do that. But 
you gain a lot more resources. The strong side lunge was a space that I think the Cowboys struggled against, as everybody saw at times last year. So I think that's going to be beneficial. And then coverage-wise, I like that he has much more diverse coverages. You saw in Minnesota, he majored in cover two. He majored in cover three. They even played a lot of Mad Matt stuff uh, similar to Nick Saban, the cover seven stuff, the split safety Mad match stuff. And I think that's going to really give the Cowboys more answers to opposing offenses to what how they're attacking and be able to keep them more uh, off off base, off balance. I think that's going to be something that's going to really – help the Cowboys in the secondary. And then obviously everybody talks about the double A gap, the double mug uh, blitz package that Zim has made so famous and how Micah Parsons is going to fit into that. And it's going to really fit well because he's going to, as we've seen, he's really good at blitzing through the A gaps. But one thing I think everybody's overlooking is how much it can help Micah Parsons when he's lined up, lined up on the edge. Um, From 2018 to uh, 2021, uh, uh, Daniel Hunter ranked top five in unblocked pressure rate on the edge. And a a big reason for that is because when you're using that double mug package so much is offenses have to allocate more resources to their interior blocking. So that means there's less resources to allocate to the edge. And it's harder to chip. It's harder to you know, slide the protection towards someone like Micah Parsons or Daniel Hunter so that you're creating more one-on-one matchups, you're creating more situations when you add in more extra blitzers that um, Parsons could even get an unblocked pressure or two, something that is make-believe, you know, for the first three years. So I'm really excited from a scheme perspective how his ability to uh, create really good pressures, especially on third down, Mike Zimmer's a a wizard on third down. His defenses have historically always been really good on third down, so I think that's something that's going to be exciting. And I'm just really looking forward to those schematic changes that we've looked for with Dan Quinn being implemented with Zimmer. If uh, Will McClay and Stephen Jones give him the first pick there at 24 for a defensive player, I'm not asking you the name, but what position is he going with? Oh, it's it's so hard to ask that before stuff like free agency has happened and before stuff like that. Obviously, the biggest uh, position of need is linebacker, I would say. Mm -hmm. But then you have the problem with I'm not sure there's any linebackers worth a selection in the first round. It would be nice if our guy Peyton Wilson didn't have the injury history of a beat up. Sure would be (laughs) terrible. But you know, I could you know I could see a, a you can talk me into taking almost any position in the first round. I think you can even convince me to take an edge defender, take a pass rusher in the first round. Let's say a lay two law Tuesday or a Jared verse. You can definitely convince me to take a defensive tackle, whether it be a one or a three technique, like a Tavondre sweat or a Byron Murphy from Texas or a Jerzon Newton uh, yeah. from Illinois. Those could go um, cornerback. Definitely a lot of cornerbacks. that I think, you know, a Quinion Mitchell probably won't be there, but maybe a Kool-Aid McKinstry or a carry on Arnold from Alabama. I think both of them could be good fits there. Um, the one position I actually don't think that they need to really allocate many resources to that I hear a lot of people talking up is safety. I think the Cowboys, especially in a Zimmer scheme where they, you play interchangeable safeties, I think with Donald Wilson, Malik Hooker, Wanye Thomas, moving Marquesi Bell back to safety, um, even having Israel Mukwamu be able to uh, be a safety, I think they have plenty of depth and starting caliber players there. So I think that's probably the one position on defense that I really don't think is necessary that you could really talk me into taking in the first round. John owning pro football focus with us here in the G bag nation. Okay. So you mentioned the safeties, you mentioned Micah. I'm, I'm curious if you had any, any current guys on the defense in mind that you feel like really benefit from being in this Zimmer scheme. 
Oh, well, one I think is the perfect fit is Demarcus Lawrence being the strong side defensive end, the Everson Griffin in this scheme in this scheme for Mike Zimmer. I mean, he Demarcus Lawrence does everything that Mike Zimmer loves in a strong side defensive end. He can take on blocks, he can penetrate if need be, he can pass he can do the second reaction pass rush where he has to defend the run and then go to the passes. A lot of times when Zimmer has his strong side defensive end, obviously he's shaded by a tight end and a tackle. So a lot of times you've got to work through some traffic before you can get upfield. And I think DeMarcus Lawrence is made perfectly for that. I mean, his ability to disrupt opposing running schemes from that strong side is beneficial. So I think he's going to someone who's going to be fantastic in Zimmer's scheme. And another person who I think is going to thrive is Donovan Wilson. I think his ability to uh, the usage more of split safety looks is going to benefit Wilson because I think, you didn't see him play a lot of single high stuff, but I think split safety, he's fine playing deep. We saw him do some good coverage stuff. I even think he got an interception from that point this year and his ability to move from the box and play deep in those perspectives because uh, Zim likes to use a lot of the guys will have his safety's line close to the line of scrimmage and then bail out at the snap and run deep or at the same time the inverse go from deep to shallow. I think that could really benefit Donovan Wilson as well. John, um, on offense, on the offensive side of the ball, how much progress do you think their scheme made throughout the year? I think they made a lot of progress. I think they're just at the end inhibited by the things that they didn't uh, fundamentally build into the offense from day one. I think we saw, especially coming out of the bye week, the offense was using, you know, they went from more static looks, they're using more motion, more motion at the staff, more bunches, more three by one formations instead of just being two by two, you know, those type of things. They were allowing Dak more freedom to make plays down the field rather than forcing them to be look short to intermediate so much. So I think it really uh, improved a lot. And I just hope that through the off season, they continue to lean into those things that they did more frequently. You know, they start baking in those motions into their basic fundamental play so that it's easier for them to incorporate them and make changes from week to week and on an opponent to opponent basis. And and how important is a personnel upgrade there, particularly with the running game? Could you design an offense with any quarterback where if you can't run, you you can still operate against good defense? Yeah, I think we definitely need, especially, you know, interiorly on the offensive line at center, I think is a big spot where you can help improve the run game. I know Brian has talked about it a bunch on like the draft show and stuff about how you need a center that can cut off the defense and create those backside, those cut those backside cut opportunities on especially outside zone runs and inside zone runs. And I think if you get a center, you know, everybody's talking about Jackson powers, Johnson from Oregon, get someone who can really cut the defense in half and create those uh, cutback running opportunities. You'll see the offense, your offense is running, a running success rate improve a lot. John, if you could, uh, I know Brian asked you like at 24, if you could pick a defensive player, but kind of just looking big picture at free agency and the draft, where are some positions that maybe you would like to see attacked via free agency and then you can fill the rest in the draft well one that i mentioned on twitter recently that the more and more i watch the linebacker position in the draft is the more and more i think you've got to get your starting guy in free agency you know yeah. a guy like aziz alshay or you know maybe or even a josie jewel or even if you want to make a splash they'll get somebody like a levante david you know I think those guys are going to be able to come in and make a bigger, stronger impact day one than someone like, you know, a junior Colson from Miami or, a, or, a, you know, a Jeremiah Trotter from Clemson. I think 
you need to go get somebody in free agency to shore it up there, and then maybe even double dip, get somebody in the middle rounds. You know, yeah. maybe if Peyton Wilson falls because of injuries, you can grab him on at the end of day two or even early day three, something like that. What do you think about the job Dan Quinn's done so far with his staff in Washington? Oh, pretty impressive so far, I think. I think pretty impressive. I like a lot of the people that he's bringing in. Um, who did he bring? Uh, this is bad, right? Who did he? I forget who he brought in as his defensive line coach, but I was pretty impressed with what he did there. And then he brought in. Uh, I yeah, I'm just, I can't remember the names off the top of my head right now, but I remember being impressed by the kind of coaching staff that he's created and kind of wondering like. Why didn't you bring some of those guys over to the Cowboys? And I think that kind of goes into the kind of yeah. push and pull that him and Mike McCarthy had in defensive per, defensive defensive coaching staff coming out of last season. That's Daryl Tapp, defensive line yeah. coach. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah, it's from the 49ers. Assistant. Dan Quinn, he changed his scheme when he got here and he talked a lot about that. In those three years, how did it evolve or not evolve enough? Did it get outdated? You know, how, how quickly is the, is the the meta changing? I think he did update it. He made updates each year. I think you saw with the way he utilized, you know, Michael Parsons. He updated that with coverage-wise. He kind of oscillated between running a lot of cover one and cover three. Still kind of the one thing that I wish he, he was more uh, – adaptable with was pre and post snap disguise. I think he was way too static in that situation, running single high and not running enough change ups for the offense. I think that was something that kind of hurt the Cowboys. And I think that um, the biggest thing that kind of hurt him in Dallas was not, was being too stubborn and not matching the offense's personnel. So when the offense was in like 21, 12 personnel, he would still be in nickel rather than, putting in a beefier defense with the base defense. He was kind of always living in nickel and dime looks, which makes sense because he wanted to get the three safeties. He thought the Cowboys had more uh, promising secondary players than they did linebackers, so he kind of leaned into those. But I think when you're getting so hurt by the run and those kind of concepts that you need to be able to match personnel and get beef on beef and size on size, and that's something that really hindered Dan Quinn. And that's I think he showed a little bit more stubbornness from a scheme perspective than you would like from a defensive coordinator. John, do you think that sometimes these coordinators are, that they've got just, sorry, this is going to sound really bad, that they got <laughs> dumb players, you know, and and mm-hmm. and they're afraid of trying to do more. You know, I mean, do you guys, when you, when you, when you were watching tape, you're like, man, that is a dumb secondary right there. You know, yeah. or, man, they just don't, they can't, you know, the pre-snap motion, all that stuff like that, it, any type of movement, yeah. They just can't handle that. Is, how do you account for that? Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, that's something that it's always more difficult for us on the outside to evaluate than the coaches yeah. on the inside. You know, a lot of times when we're saying, like, oh, we need to run a more diverse coverage, right. more diverse coverages, we need to do these man-match concepts, all these, you know, innovative things. And they're like, yeah, I would love to be doing those things as well, sure. but I just don't have the guys that can learn and implement that on a quick basis. And I think – if there's a potential downside to Mike Zimmer, I think that's something you can see, especially early on in the years, that's probably going to take the Cowboys' defense a while to get to get caught up with how complicated and complex Zim's, especially from a coverage perspective, he can be. I mean, when you start talking about when you're running, you know, split safety man match concepts, there's a lot of rules, you know, push alerts, you know, flat alerts, all these different kind of alerts that you have to be aware of 
depending on the formation, depending on the route distribution and all these things. So you got to have guys that are extremely intelligent that can communicate extremely quickly. And if they can't do that, then it's going to really limit a lot of the things that you can do. And I think that's why some defenses, they go to that country cover three. You know, there's not a lot of rules. It's kind of just drop, read the quarterback's eyes and drive. And it allows guys to play fast and don't have to think as much. Love it, John. Appreciate your time. Is there anything else about this football team you want to get off your chest before we let you go? Uh, nope, nope. Just excited to see what's going to go on. I'm really excited to see who Zim's going to bring on with the coaching staff. Excited to hear your guys' thoughts on everything. So, yeah, just interested in the next steps. There he goes. John Owning, salute to you, sir. A wealth of information really good at what on he does. football, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. outstanding. That's why we like having him on. All righty. Uh, when we come back, G-Bag Nation, it's time for the top 10 at 420. Well, Chuck, where are you taking us? What are the top 10 most eaten foods in the world? Let's hear your guesses. 877-881-1053. And what's the food you eat most every day? That's next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.